Thanks for listening to the Last Days podcast with Dr. Todd and Katie Holmes. To stay connected, please check out the River of Tri-Cities Church on YouTube, Instagram, Facebook, or online at riveroftricities.com. The Last Days podcast can be found on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and Spotify. Now, here's Dr. Todd and Katie Holmes. Yeah, because it doesn't stop with you. If you learn to, to take the Word of God for what it is and be able to apply it, first has to be applied to your life because you can't teach something that you haven't experienced. Um, and so that's why YouTube's real important these days. Just I don't know how to do that. Just look on YouTube. And so people don't know how to, they don't know the Word of God. Well, just watch, just watch that service there, listen to that preacher, because, you know, we don't know what we're doing. But you need to know the Word of God. In Psalm chapter 19, you were, you were talking about, babe, um, how we need, to, we need to know the Word, and, 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 and then we're not going to and teach our children, and we're not right. going to make dumb mistakes. Basically, that's my words. And so, <laughs> you know, you don't, you, you know it, it'll, it'll help you from being stupid. Um, and uh, not the King James Version, so some will have to hide their ears because they can't bear hearing anything other than the King James Version. <laughs> but anyway, in Psalm 19, it says, God's Word is perfect in every way. How it revives our souls. This is Psalm 19, verse starting with verse 7 here. God's laws lead us to truth, and his ways change the simple into the wise. So the simple, that's a nice word for it. The stupid into the wise. Okay? Simple-minded people like, I don't even get it. Well, get in the word of God. It'll help you. God's teachings are right and make us joyful. His precepts are so pure. God's commands challenge us to keep close to his heart, and the revelation light of his word makes my spirit shine radiantly. God's decrees are trustworthy, and the fear of God is pure, enduring forever. The rarest treasures of life are found in his truth. That's why God's word is prized like others prize the finest gold. Sweeter also than the honey are his living words. Sweet words dripping from the honeycomb, for they warn us, your servants, and keeping us from and keep us from following the wicked way, giving a lifetime guarantee, great success to every obedient soul. And so, if we would just use that—that's that's verses seven through eleven of Psalm nineteen—and you can use that to help teach your kid, but let it let it teach you first. Get in the Word of God, learn the Word. Speak the word, speak the word over your children, and and let it let it do its work in inside of your inside of your own life, and then your kids will see how it's working in you, and then they'll desire they'll they'll desire it, not shun it. Mm-hmm. And the reason that kids turn away from church, and I've seen all kinds of headlines lately, you know, oh, you know, people, uh, church attendance is on the decline. People are no longer going to church anymore, and this oh. generation isn't listening. And oh, I want to tell you that I, I don't see that as being right. the truth at all. Right. If everything's on the upswing here, and uh, and more people are getting hungry for God because— Yeah, not hungry for religion, mm-mm. hungry for the reality of God. But the truth—and we're not, we're not looking to try to find ways that— you know, make, okay, hey, come to the church, and this is just like a club. It, it, it's not. No. Our church isn't like a club. No, not at all. Um, and, and so a lot of, lot of places are trying to 
change their church into something that is unholy right? and, and an atmosphere that it, it shouldn't be there. I mean, the atmosphere of the church should be the presence of God. Absolutely. It's what it should be known for. And that's all really, this right. is, you're going to go there and you're going to, you're going to encounter God. Mm-hmm. And, uh, just, uh, one of the couples that's just newly come into our church, they brought their daughter for the first time, uh, Sunday night and she's 19 and, and they were, you know, kind of wondering, you know, what is she going to think of, of this church here? And, and then, then they, they write this, they put this thing on social media. It's like, wow, she was so impressed because this is the greatest church I've ever been to. And why is that? And it does not have to do with any person. No. It has to do with the presence of God right. and flowing with the presence of God because then even this generation wants that. Yes. This real. generation. They want reality. The children. Real things. The youth. I mean, Sunday morning we had a kids program here. Yes. It was a drama. And uh, Megan McGee knocked it way out of the park in, in helping those kids being able to pull this off. And you know, you've been to a lot of, and this is what really got my attention. You've been to, a, I've been to many, seen so many kids <laughs> programs over the years. And it's, it's, uh, it makes the parents nervous because the kids are fidgety. You never know what they might do or what they might say, or, <laughs> you know, you know, no telling what might happen. Yeah. Um, but I want to tell you, you saw, you saw the heart of Jesus in these children, right? I mean, it was powerful. I it mean, was. the anointing was there, mm-hmm. and they were there to minister to the adults, mm-hmm. and and I, it was spot on the whole time, just absolutely fantastic, and 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 it's not just and and so I said, you know, great job, Megan McGee. But then you go back into our our children's ministry yes. uh, with Rick and Sarah Hargrave heading that up yes. and everything, and and it's all about the presence of God. It's all right. about let me introduce you to the person of Jesus Christ and and the powerful Holy Ghost that yes. lives big inside of you. And these kids, they know the Word of God. They 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 walk it out. The parents see a difference in the children. Mm-hmm. We've heard that. We hear that continually. And, and so it can't just be though, okay, we're taking you to church because you need some godly input, but that you can't have the fire of God at church and then a, a cold shower at home. Right. That's You true. have to stoke the fire of God at home also. Mm-hmm. And so you've got to be in the presence of God. You have to be worshiping and praising God in your home. And you say, well, that's kind of weird. It's not weird. Oh, it's, it's not. This is how... This is how you live life, and you don't. Uh, people have like they, they. It's a hobby, Christianity. Right. It's like okay, we're going to go to church today. It kind of fits with our schedule, and you know, it's something that we kind of like sometimes, and so we'll do that. You know, that's not that's not a lifestyle then. No, and it just becomes religion. It just, is total just religion. a religious thing that you do, like you go and to the you grocery store or whatever. You appease your mind. Yeah. Well, I guess it's time to go to church right. again. Okay, everybody. You know. Put your, you know, put your good shoes on. We're going to church today. Um, it's if you're down in Florida, put your good flip flops on. Um, <laughs> but you know, it's whatever it might be that that is religiously connotated. But we can't live life that way, and mm-hmm. that's not how you raise last day's kids. Right. Right. It's got to so be true. a completely different um, recipe. Right. Um, and, and so we're, we're throwing away the recipe of the last few generations of their homes um, in general, okay? Right. There were some that nailed it, and, um, and I, I'm thankful for having a godly home that 
I was raised in. Um, you look at my, uh, my, I have two older brothers who went into full-time ministry ahead of me. Mm-hmm. I have a younger sister in full-time ministry. Um, we went to church every time the doors were open and a lot of times where the doors weren't. Um, we were there for all of the services. Um, and you mean your mind isn't warped because they made you go to church when you didn't want to go to church? Well, nobody's had the guts to tell me that yet. <laughs> um, <laughs> but no, it you haven't uh, wasn't, been in a mental institution yeah, because I mean, you were yeah, made to go like, to ministry, church. Ministry, ministry, <laughs> church, help me, please help me. Um, no. And, you know, and living a balanced life, having a wonderful family, a mm-hmm. functioning family, not right. a dysfunctional family. Right, right. I mean, That's so true. to find yes. families these days that are not dysfunctional. Yeah, it's, and it's I, and if you, difficult. And if you've come out of that, or maybe you say, That's kind of what I have right now. Are you making fun of me? No, I'm just challenging you. Take your, take your, you know, I mean, some families, you know, they say, hey, we're the, we're the word fun and dysfunction. But, <laughs> oh um, but the thing is, is that that's, the, the thing is that if you will insert the Holy Ghost and the Word of God into your family, you will take the dysfunction out of your family. So true. And everything will get turned around. Mm-hmm. You say, well, you don't understand. That means that I, you know, I've got I've to find a godly spouse to marry. Oh, God will give you that. Mm-hmm. In fact, God would love to give you that if you'll make a commitment in that marriage that it's going to work and that you're going to do your part in making it work. The other person does their part in making it work. And, and you do a job together as parents to make a family work. Mm-hmm. It, it takes mm-hmm. everybody working together. Right. And um, adjusting. A lot adjusting, of adjusting absolutely. we've done. No, as, as uh, Kenneth Hagin Sr. said, no, whatever he said, there's not an instance oh. in the history of mankind where two believers fill with the Holy Ghost and ever. walking in love, mm-hmm. have ever, ever gotten a divorce. Mm-hmm. And so, and when I first heard that, I think I mentioned this maybe in our first broadcast with children and everything like that, but but I, I thought, whoa, how in the world does he make such a statement like that? But then as I got to uh, reading the Word of God and thinking about it and everything, I realized that that's exactly right. Mm-hmm. If you're walking in love and you're filled with the Holy Ghost, you're not going to, you're not going to get a divorce. So you don't enter in a marriage thinking, that I wonder how long this will last. Right. I know that, you know, my wife and I, we're together until... She kills me until, um, no, oh my goodness. I, <laughs> we're together until the rapture happens until we uh, have wonderful <laughs> natural deaths. I'm just kidding there. I'm um, not an angry woman. <laughs> she's not an angry woman. Um, we're, he's the one with all the guns. That's just right. <laughs> and I don't let her touch them. No. Oh my uh, gosh. Don't touch well, my let's... guns. I won't touch your high heel <laughs> shoes. Okay. And so the thing is, is that, but you have a, you have a family that works together. Right. You right. pray together. You you go to church together. You have fun together. Right. That's you a gotta huge have key. Fun. That not is just, such a huge key. Not just be a, 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 a church family. Right. Okay. Right. You've got to learn to have fun together. You've got to learn how to provide connection yes. uh, within your family and to and to uh, make everything work. Not just we're we're connected as a family, and you know, when we ever we walk out of the house, we all hold hands to the car. <laughs> I'm not talking about that kind of weird connection, okay? I'm just talking about you know there being a safety in in learning how to work within the family, how to have friends. You you have safe friendships, right? You teach your kids what are good friendships and what are bad friendships, mm-hmm. and this is this is not this is not a person 
that you want to that you want to hang out with. And I've talked with my boys, and, and <clears throat> I talk with them very straight. And sometimes I'll point out some different ones. Just because that kid goes to a Christian school, it doesn't matter. You're not hanging out with that kid, okay? And so you you go in the different direction. You can be nice. You can say hi. Um, you can be in the same classroom, walk past them in the hall, you know, give them a pat on the shoulder, something like that. Um, and, you know, be friendly, be nice, but don't hang out. That's not your, that's not somebody that's going to influence you at all. Why? Because this is going on here and you can see it and you, you know how, you know, how that disagrees with the, the commands and the precepts of the word of God that you know, and it's very, very open, very blatant to you, and so we're not going in that direction. And if that, if that boy, he continues to go in that direction, I want to tell you this is what can be expected. Mm-hmm. And um, so you, uh, and you think, well, that, that's not right. You can't tell your kids this. No, you can. You're a parent. Mm-hmm. You're not their best friend. You're a parent, and so you have to provide the boundaries. You have to provide that, that, uh, that safety net um, to, to help them learn how to live life, help life, help them learn how to decide who are friends that are good to have mm-hmm. and friends that don't suck the life out of you that are always, you know, pulling, 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 and, and, you know, you're just like, oh my gosh. And, you know, you can have, there are some people who they're drawn to help people. Okay, now here's another thing. As your kids are growing up, you may have somebody, it's a godly kid. They've got good godly um, morals and things like that. But as they get into the dating age, they, because they, they tend to gravitate to people that they can help. And uh, that they can, they, you know, that this person needs help. And so, and that's the way they, they show love. They help people. And so then they'll feel like they need to marry a spouse or they need to have a boyfriend or a girlfriend who needs help. A loser. Thank you. And so you've got you've to say, hey, no, no, this doesn't go in this area here, okay? You don't marry a person because you are their answer. You are their, you can help their life out because... Without you, they're going to fail. They're going to fall. They're going to have a miserable life. Um, you know, oh, I can't live life without you. No, no, you're going to learn to live life without me now. <laughs> okay, just because you said that. Um, that's that's nobody. That's, yeah, that's, that's you don't want somebody like that. Right. Okay. You want you, codependent hey, relationships. You need to teach them how to. You need to teach them how to. You know, find out who the Holy Ghost is. Amen. Now you can have friends. But not like you said, codependency and everything like that. And that starts off when kids are little. Mm-hmm. And so you help them, help them realize this is this is the boundaries of helping people. Okay? Mm-hmm. This is this is a healthy boundary. Otherwise, then you're gonna well, you know, <clears throat> excuse me. There's kids who have been abused because their parents even didn't use wisdom in who they brought into the house to help. Right. Okay. And kids have gone through, and, and, and I've, just, I've just heard recently stories about this. Okay. And I've heard stories for years about this because, okay, the way, you know, we're a godly family. And so, you know, I don't know who this person is, but we're going to bring them into the house mm. and we're going to, you know, we're going to love on them and we're going to speak the word of God to them mm. and give them a place to sleep or, or live for a, a, you know, a, a few weeks or months mm. and, and, uh, you know, provide food for them and everything like that. Meanwhile, you know, your kids are being taken advantage of 
and or or somebody else in the family because the enemy has a plan. Your right. your house needs to be a sanctuary. Right. It needs to be a place. And it's a different thing if it's you on your own and you know you want to open up you want to open up your house to a shelter. And, and and some people they have that in their home. Well, I believe that's a way to open up something, not your own home, but something that can help people. Where that can be, you know, a, 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 a it's a it's a ministry with a lot of structure. A lot of because structure. if people cannot on their own provide for themselves shelter, and again remember that the righteous do not have to beg. That's a godly principle. Um, we the Bible says, "I have never." Let's all say never together. Never. I have never seen the righteous begging for bread. Amen. Okay, so if someone is having to beg and they're having to say, I don't, I have nowhere to live, I don't know what to do or whatever, they have missed it in some form or another. Their their actions have not honored the Lord. That's why they're in the situation that they are. They don't know Jehovah Jireh. And if people, can, they can't have a place to live. I mean, people will give you the greatest stories. But the thing is, is that, you know, and, and it's just like when, when we talk about, you know, people that are stepping out to, to do something and believing God, you know, when you're by yourself, and, you know, if you have to, because you have no money for food or whatever, and you have to eat ramen noodles for a week or whatever, okay, well, you can do that. You can sleep in your car for a week or whatever. It's a totally different story when you have a family. There are other yep. things that, remember, your, when you have kids, you're married, your, that's your focus. It's not helping everybody else. If they've done right, the Lord is their provider. You're not their provider. The Lord is their provider. And, of course, if you know us, you know we are hugely about being a blessing not Amen. just for our personal lives, but for our church is all about blessing the community. We do all, I mean, tons of different ways that we are a blessing. So we are about that. But understand that just because somebody else is, is you know, they're just, they have nothing or whatever, that that means that you're the source. You're not. The Lord is the source. Amen. But again, this is something that kids pick up from their parents. Absolutely, they and do. And it's carried on. And if the parents, if it's a great big deal to them, then actually, because you're doing something which is outside or it's a little sketchy with the word of God sometimes, mm-hmm. the way people interpret it. Right. But then kids get guilt complexes because they they don't do things like the parents did them mm-hmm. because it's taught in a religious way. Right. And, you know, well, this is why we do this and we have to do this because... You know, da 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 and, da da, and they make kids and, sacrifice and basically teach like, oh well, well, we can't, we can't have anything or whatever because we got to give it all away and give it to everybody else, and yeah, and that again is not the word of God either. No, you can, you need to believe God to have everything that you need and more. Stop asking God to just meet your needs. No, going into Christmas, believe God that all of your needs are met. And you will have enough to be a blessing also. Yes. More than just, hey, God, we need this just so we can, you know, give, you know, provide Christmas for our children. If that's all you're asking for, you're asking way too small. And you're actually asking selfishly that you can consume it upon your own lusts. The Bible says, let not that man think that he'll receive anything. Right. Because you're not asking big enough. So God says, you don't get anything. If you don't include in your requests others, and it's just about you, your four, no more, then God says you'll do without because you're not doing it his way. 
And so that's a pretty straight word, but it it's is. the truth. <laughs> and um, people don't like to hear that. But but some people wonder why why am I always struggling because you're only asking for yourself you're only asking mm-hmm. enough to meet your needs and so you always you always lack mm-hmm. you'll always live in a land of lack mm-hmm. to live in a land of abundance the only way to live in a land of an, of abundance which is a land of more than enough is to need more than enough so that it's more than what you need not to put in your savings and you know and to just you know stack everything up uh, I don't have a problem with savings accounts, okay, I, or you know anything like that. That's God a, talks that's about a godly the, principle as yeah, well. Yeah, Amen. Because God talks about our barns being full, and they didn't have savings accounts back in those days; they had barns. And so, um, and so we believe in that principle. But you have to learn how to be generous, generosity, and kids learn generosity through the parents. Absolutely. Kids learn stinginess through parents, also. Right. And so, everything you do in your life, consider this is an area I'm being an example in. My kids are watching what I do. They're listening to how I, how I talk, whether I complain about things. There is, they're listening to me when I pray. They're listening and they're watching me. I'm an example in everything that I do. And so I want to consistently live the word before them so that when they are adults and they, you know, transition, they grow up and uh, they become adults. Then we look at their lives like we're looking at our son now and going right. like, wow, this is awesome. Right. He's this so is awesome. much farther ahead than we were. Than either one of us age, at, at age. age 20. Right. I mean, I, yeah, and I'm just amazed. And I tell all my boys, that I said, you know, I, I was raised in a godly household and everything like that, but you, you know the word at your age so much better than I did. Mm-hmm. You have an understanding of the things of God. You've experienced so much more at your age than what I ever did by that age. Mm-hmm. And I said, so, and, and so we're expecting greater results than what, than mm-hmm. what we've been able to been mm-hmm. to have been. Right. And, um, and so now that, um, we have our oldest, you know, as an adult now, um, not married, but living, living on his own and, and following after the plan of God for his life, hearing God for himself. He's right. not where he is because we told him this is what you have to do, right. or even that you need to, or even that we suggested or hinted, because we didn't do that. Some parents live, you know, faith without hints. Um, but <laughs> but the, the thing is, it's, it's, it's that you, you instill in them throughout their childhood, throughout their adolescent years, this is the word of God. This is how to live life. This is how to be wise. This is how to be a good steward. This is how to honor God. This is how to treat people. This is how to have a good attitude in the midst of a bunch of crap going on. Mm -hmm. And um, all of these things. And then you look and you see how your child is as they stepped away from you, and you're actually happy, and you're actually at peace. Mm Mm-hmm. And they don't have a problem calling you right. and talking with you. Mm-hmm. And you hear from them regularly. Mm-hmm. It's not like they're out the door and now they're gone. And I never, I'll never see them again. Because they didn't leave with hurt feelings. They didn't leave to escape. Mm-hmm. Because you gave them some freedom while they're at home. Not freedom so that they're going to sin. Not freedom so they're going to kill themselves. Mm-hmm. But but freedom to allow them to understand how life works mm-hmm. and how wonderful life can be when it's done the right way, according to Psalm 19. Right. And then, you're, and then you have 
in a good way, proud hearts as, an, as a parent. Oh, right. I'm so glad to see how you're doing. Not, not concerned, not, not wondering. I wonder what they might be doing. I wonder what kind of trouble might be following them or that they might be causing. Or, you know, am I going to get a call? Are they in the hospital? Are they in jail? Do I, am I called by a, you know, to come identify a body? I mean, what's, what's going on? But when you've raised your children in the admonition of the Lord, in the ways of God, you're going to have great peace as they, as they are older. And such gratefulness to the Lord for his faithfulness, for so sure. So thankful, so thankful. You know, we've been talking here about our third point in, in what um, different things that, that we've been learning. And the, the third one is to provide connection. And so you've, um, you know, been talking about that, you know, within the, the family, within having, you know, safe um, friends, of, of course, with, you know, and, and taking them to church and, mm-hmm. and all that, di- the, the different, you know, things I, you know, remember, you know, having many conversations with them. And, and really, I'll have to say that, that probably some of our greatest conversations, you know, take place at, at night. And oftentimes when we're, we're telling them goodnight or they'll come in our room and, you know, sit on our kind bed for out. a while and just, yeah, just kind of, you know, hang out or whatever. And there, there were many times and there have been many times, even when you know, um, we still, even though our kids are teenagers, we, we always tell them good night. We pray over them before bed. And I know a lot of people would think, well, that's just super old fashioned and kids don't want that. Um, you would be they surprised do. actually how much that means to them. They'll come seek and you out in the house to give you a hug and a kiss before yes, they go to bed. They will. You know, my, that was one thing really that my parents instilled it's in me. kind of awkward when you're on the toilet, but you know. <laughs> oh my gosh. I'm just kidding. <laughs> just kidding. Oh my gosh. Um, we're not that kind of family. Anyway. No, we don't. <laughs> Um, you know, my, my parents, um, you know, they were always ones that, that, um, that, that they always did that, even though, again, I, you know, uh, wasn't a, wasn't a Christian home or whatever, but it was like when it, when it came time for everybody to go to bed. And of course, sometimes people are going to bed at different times and that kind of thing. But you always said good night in the morning. You always, you always said good morning and everything. Why? Mm-hmm. Because again, it's connection within the family. So a lot of times there are little things like that, that you can do. You know, we started with our kids from the time that they were very, very young, that when we would leave together, because at that time, you know, when we were raising them, we only had one car and we were often, of course, going to the church and wherever it was, even if it was a day where my husband was going to the church and I wasn't, and I, you know, took him or so I'd have the car, you know, what, whatever situations, you know, you have to have to work out whoever was, was, um, leaving the first time that morning, we were all together, whatever, you know, we just made it a habit of always just praying in the car together and actually great and amazing things have come out of that. And still, even now when we take our kids to church, you know, we'll, we'll our, um, excuse me, to school, you know, or they're driving on their own, I'll pray with them or my husband will, you know, right before they go out the door or, you know, um, and, and not, not in a religious way, but again, it's just connection. And, mm-hmm. you know, we've, we've said to our kids, Hey, you know, Hey, let's just spend some few minutes, you know, here praying in the Holy ghost and everything. Again, it's connection and it's, it's teaching them. It's challenging them, you know, but it's, it's reminding them the Lord is at the forefront of everything that we do. And it's not that you have to spend like all this time doing some big religious prayer, or whatever, but it needs to be heartfelt because it's all about connection. We connect with our heavenly father. We connect that enables us actually to connect with each other again, not in some formal, strange way. You know, sometimes with, with parents, if you're, if you yourself are socially awkward, you've got to adapt and you've got to change and ask the Holy spirit to help you because otherwise what you produce out of your family, everybody is even that much more socially awkward. 
That's right. And so if if you're strange, what you produce is stranger. If if you are mm. <laughs> if you are very true, you know more um, just. Uh, I hate to use just the word the normal because that sounds so cliche, but I mean, how, how do you say that? That like, just understand Average. that, that, um, that you are going to, um, whatever the, the children are going to be even greater in each way than you are. So again, if you're strange, they're stranger. Do you, you know, it, um, if, if you, if you you're honor good, God and, and, and you're a blessing, they're going to be that way, even in a greater way, just as, as we were saying, how our kids are, they live at a, at a greater level really in every way than, than what we did. And of course, mm-hmm. that's how the blessing of the Lord works. It increases and increases. We go from glory to glory. And so that's what the Lord intended. But we as parents and raising kids, have to be intentional about about providing that the connection so that's why we connect them into the church so for us as pastors now you know we we have this line of where we have to our kids can't just go to church because we of course we have times when we make them go to church they don't feel like going to church but we make them, but they sure. have to have a way to be able to connect with other kids, with being able to, you know, serve to yeah, do they things. To be, they have to be involved. Right. And and now, of course, because initially in some ways we, we didn't, you know, we didn't give them a choice. Now it's a choice out of their heart because they've connected. Mm-hmm. But we were the ones that, that made sure, and in some ways still make sure that connection stays strong. I remember you have to um, teach them faithfulness. Yes, you do. You, you have teach, to teach them, them faithfulness. faithfulness. And so if you're not faithful, you can't teach faithfulness. Even, you know, as so as a pastor, we don't we don't just bail them out of situations. Like if they've made a commitment to serve in a helps ministry area, then we don't just bail them out like, "Oh, you don't feel like doing that today?" Okay, well, let me just tell him, "Oh no, he can't do this." Obviously, it's different if the child is, you know, sick and throwing up. Okay, well, yeah, then then no, they can't do that. Or they had, you know, some other big thing, you know, whatever. But you 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 teach them things about like, no, if you commit to something, you honor your word. If if you're not able to do that, and then the responsibility is that you have to find somebody else to do that or switch with things, then that's what you need to do. Mm-hmm. You know, you you teach them how to go above and beyond to to connect because when they're connected to the church and the body of Christ, their life is so much more blessed. Because why? Because again, that's how God intended us to be in the body of Christ, connected because we're a blessing to one another. And you've got to get your children and your teens experiencing that as well. Not just being a loner at home or, you know, it's just, you know, my relationship with God is just, it's just a private religious thing. And, and I don't ever talk to anybody else about it. I don't hang around godly people or anything. No, you want in relationships to be able to be a blessing and to be blessed. That's the way that it's, that it's supposed to work. And so we provide that again, we're talking about safe connections. We don't just let our kids, you know, you know, you talked about this, babe, you know, just hang out with whoever. Another thing that is a great, a great thing to do is we've said to our kids, you know, anytime that you want to have your, your friends come over, you want to do something here, you want to have a game night, a movie night, you want to, you know, pool party, whatever it is that you want to do, we want, we're open for that. Absolutely. You because know, a lot of parents are like, I'm not going to be bothered by that. You just just go and hang out at so-and-so's house because I don't want to clean the house or whatever. Listen, kids really don't actually care that much about a clean house. I mean, obviously, if you live in a pigsty and you've got food all over the floor and it's a total, you know, it looked like a bomb went off in your house. Okay, well, no, that's yeah. gross and uh. nasty. You need to get some things actually right in your life, yeah. in your heart, 
and bring some organization and some some help. That's for a whole nother podcast. But the thing is, is you know, um, you provide a you're providing a safe spot. I much rather would rather have my kids actually at my house, even if that means I got to do a little extra work. I got to spend some money on some some snacks. Listen, you you, you got to provide the good food and the good snacks. That that is like a huge incentive for people coming over to your house, right? Yeah, it is. And so you, you so yeah, it requires more work. But do you know what I? actually get to know their friends. I get to have input, you know, and you can't, again, just be like a weird parent that just hides out or is just totally like formal and socially awkward. I mean, you, you know, you need to, to be able to, you know, lighten up and ask the Holy Spirit to just to help you be creative and have fun. I mean, you need that. We provide, as you said, babe, you know, connection with even, you know, just going and having, having a a good time together. And of course we do things that they want to do. You know, sometimes, as they become teenagers, you know, like, oh, that's dumb. I don't want to go shopping. Sometimes, you know, I just like drag along yep, you gotta go. a kid shopping just because it gets them out of the house, gets them off the Xbox. Teaches and they them actually to be a good husband fun. later. <laughs> just yes, waiting right. on your wife. And like, okay, here we go. You know, and I, I have one boy who, who really likes to shop. So that's, that's fun for me. He but does. Anyway. <laughs> but, you know, I don't we know do. where he got. Oh, he got that from you. Yes, <laughs> yes that's right. Um, but, you know, I but we as parents, we've been willing to go, you know, do all the, the things that sometimes okay. are outside of our comfort zone even. Totally. So. But, you know, but but they want to do it, you know, and, and all the, you know, the different sports things and, you know, zip lining and skiing and whitewater rafting and all those stuff. A lot of those we enjoy. Mm-hmm. So from an early age, we just said, well, hey, let's just go do that. Let's let's do all the outside stuff. Because I I learned this that I did growing up in Montana and, of course, living in Alaska. Some, I mean, we, we did... We did all the outdoor stuff. We did a lot of great things. And so many of those things actually carry over into into your life, you know. And so Absolutely. I know that if, if my kids start doing some of that stuff, they'll do that fun stuff with their kids. Go hiking. You know, there's so much, so many different things you can do. But, I mean, you know, mini golf, go to the gun range. I mean, do some fun stuff together. And I know sometimes when you say those things, people immediately go, well, we can't afford that. Yes, you actually can. You serve the creator of the universe who has given you everything and access to everything. Do you have to believe him? Yes, you do. We have prayed many times and said, Lord, right now with the way things are, we don't have any money to go out to a nice restaurant. We want to go to a theme park. Our kids love roller coasters. Wherever it is, we want to be able to go to the beach. We want to be able to go skiing. Um, Lord, could you please give us that? And do you know that the Lord has always made a way for that? Yes. Ask in faith, and he'll give give you everything. Ask big. Our kids have been blessed with the most amazing things, sometimes not even through us, through other people, because we just prayed, and, we, and we're a blessing whenever the Lord tells us to be a blessing. So don't give some lame excuse like that, and then you can't do anything in life. Because, again, you're teaching your kids God is awesome, God is fun. You know, I, I've, I, and I've shared a story you know, before, um, and there's been several stories that I could share, but you know, there's been times even when, you know, our kids are just like, Oh, well, I want to do something fun or, Oh, do we have to do this again or whatever? And you know what? I've, I've just stopped and said, you know what? God loves you and he wants you to have fun. I mean, that blows people's minds. First yeah. of all, just that, you know, but I said, let's just pray and God's going to provide something fun for you. And in my mind, it's I life thought more abundantly, right? It's big life, right. fun life. And in my mind, I even thought, okay, I have no idea how the Lord is going to provide something fun for this kid right now because we are on our way to a Bible study at somebody's home. And and I oh, understand yeah. as a kid, this seems really boring. It's going to be really boring. Do you know we just prayed? We just prayed in faith. 
And I just, I just thought I'm not going to speak any negativity. I'm just going to line my, my, um, my heart up right now. And the Lord answered in such a big way Amazing. because of the faith of my child, you know, blessed him with a, there's one thing I'm, one time I'm thinking of, you know, we got to the, to the house, there's no other kids, but the, the people there before, long before we'd even gotten there, they just said, Hey, Blake, we, we knew you'd probably be coming tonight. And we, we got these Legos for you and we set this up for you. I mean, it was totally amazing. Old Gave him some snacks. Yeah. I was yeah. just like, Oh my gosh. They just, and then the end of the, the night, one of the people there said, Oh, Blake, I, I brought this for you. You know, it's a little ukulele, which he was really into at that time. So he's playing this little ukulele. I mean, all of these things were arranged. The Lord laid it on these people's hearts before, long before we even prayed the before prayer, you call. but because the Lord knew we would pray that prayer and we would ask in faith for him to do something fun for the child, which some people just go, oh, it doesn't even matter. He could have just sat there and listened to the word. Well, the Lord actually thought it was a big deal. Why? Because mm -hmm. he's fun and he loves meeting kids needs at whatever age. So, so if you're true. a kid that like me, that's 51 or you're, or, you know, it's a child, a two-year-old or anything in between, or you're, or you know, like me, 99. <laughs> The Lord will meet your need Plus for fun. And some people just, you just need to have fun together. That's right. You know, Keep in your marriage. telling my wife we need to have fun. <laughs> we do have fun. Anyway, in, our, in your marriage, in your, in your family, as a, as a single adult, whatever it is, ask big and the Lord will answer. Because people love to be around you when you're actually fun. Absolutely. <laughs> some of y'all, get off your butt and go have some fun. So That's a great place anyway, to, yeah. you know. This is good. So we'll put a pin in it here. I don't know. We, I don't know if we have any more about kids. We probably uh, do. We'll probably another see. 100 or 200. We'll pray. Um, yeah. <laughs> we'll see about the next podcast. But anyway, thank you so much for listening to the Last Days podcast here. Yes. And again, please share it. We love you so much. And as uh, we're, we're getting so close to Christmas now, we pray that you guys have a most merry Christmas. A wonderful, wonderful time. And that your house is filled with love, it's filled with laughter, it's yes. filled with fun, and it's filled with the presence of God. Yes, yes. That's what it's all about. Yes, we just speak the blessing of heaven upon you, upon your family, upon Amen. your children. Father, we just ask that you would just overwhelm Thank them, you, you would surprise them, you would just go so far beyond as you Amen. are El Work Shaddai. Work them over with goodness, God. The God of more than enough. You'll bless them financially, bless Thank them in their you, health, Jesus. bless them in their relationships, in the peace of God. Some of them need a new home. Bless them, Lord, exceeding Hallelujah. abundantly above what they could even ask or hope for. New vehicles. Give them the desires Father, whatever the heart. need is. Some need an airplane. Father, whatever it is, there's nothing too big. There's nothing too small. Some of them need new shoes, new clothes, whatever it is. Father, I thank you for meeting yes, that Lord. need. They need peace of mind. They need wisdom. They need vision. They need a spirit of understanding. Father, there needs to be some grace and some healing in marriages. Father, I thank you that you do that right now thank in the you, name Jesus. of Jesus. Yes, your precious anointing Families. upon them, that you Jesus fill them with your name. joy. Thank you, Father. Hallelujah. Amen. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. That was great. Thank we you, love Jesus. you so much. Hope you have a wonderful rest of your day. God bless you, you, and guys. until next time, goodbye from Todd and Katie and the Last Days Podcast. See you soon.
Hey, this is Dr. Todd Holmes, and I want to thank you for listening to this podcast, whether it was myself or my amazing wife, Katie, maybe the two of us together. If you want to be more than just an occasional listener and desire to really stand with us as we take the message of the gospel of Jesus Christ to this generation, go to riveroftricities.com. That's riveroftricities.com and click on donate to be a part of the last day's army of monthly partners that we're taking ground with. If you'd like to do that, I would like to send you a special gift for partnering with us. So until next time, thank you so much for listening. God bless you.